What did you think of that? We seem to have landed two handy numbers. No muck, no dirt, said Susan. I hope we're working in the basement mostly, said Kay. The call area is also on a lower level, said Susan. I don't think we'll have much time to get to know Connie and Una, their roommates. We have to head out before they head back every shift, said Kay. It's a pity, but on the plus side, it feels like only two of us are sharing the room. A big change from camp, said Susan. There's a shop. Let's go and see if there's anything sweet in it, said Kay. The next morning, they were in the basement of the communication building, just having a look around when Sarge and Knightley arrived. We have a busy day ahead. Have either of you ever worked a switchboard before? No, they both nodded. Have the cats got your tongues? You will have to learn to speak up, girls. This is a practice switchboard. There is space for two operators to sit down. They did, as they were told, spending hours answering calls from each other. Now, the only way you will get a chance to go to the lady, said Sergeant Knightley, is not to hang up at your end of a connection. If you hang up, the next call will come straight through. We are the main call centre for England and all the national international calls come in non-stop. Kay and Susan were now happy with the workings of a switchboard. Now to get down to your real jobs. There are two books on the table. You need to memorise them from cover to cover. They must not leave this room. You now work for the intelligence department. The girls looked at each other in shock. Kay, your exam results were the highest ever scored. Even the men were oppressed, said Sergeant Knightley. All training is done in this room by myself and nothing is discussed outside this room, not even between yourselves, said Sergeant Knightley. Now I will leave you to get the first section of the handbook memorised. Work together or apart, whatever suits you both. Sergeant Knightley left the room. How do you think we should do this? asked Susan. I think maybe if one of us reads out a paragraph out loud and the other listens and then we swap over a couple of times. And then sit and in silence and digest it ourselves. It might work, said Kay. OK, said Susan, picking up one of the books and opening it to start reading it. Ah. There are no paragraphs, just lists of phrases. I'll read the first ten, said Susan. The morning was passing very quickly. Sergeant Knightley arrived back at 1.40pm. Let's see what you have for us, Kay. The first two pages, said Kay. Sergeant Knightley said, mm, that's impressive now. Let's hear it. Kay started speaking. 
There has been a major crash on the westbound lane at Piccadilly Circus this evening. A bread van has collided with a school bus. 27 were killed. The weather for the next three days will be wet and windy in the south. Finally, Kay had finished and Susan took over. Go to lunch and get back here as soon as you can, said Sergeant Knightley. As they headed to the canteen, Kay said, Handy number my foot. The food was good at least. They both enjoyed a meat pie with vegetables, followed by a bowl of rice pudding and jam. Now they headed back, a little nervous for what might be in store for them next. When they got back into the room, the sergeant was there ahead of them. She had two books in her hand. That was a load of rubbish you memorised this morning. Susan and Kay's hearts sunk into their boots. I know you feel at this moment that that was a waste of time, but it wasn't. You now understand what works best for you to remember. The books change very often. Now, I promise this is the real deal. Sergeant Knightley smiled at them. The girls were so tired now that they had to head back to the canteen. It was 18.30. I just want to fall into my bunk, said Susan. Me too, said Kay. And we have to start a, sw a shift on the switchboard till 11. The live switchboard was a completely different kettle of fish. Thank God they had been given a training partner. Jane was Kay's, a bubbly girl full of the gab, with mousy brown hair and beautiful green eyes. The shift passed without too many blunders. At last they had a cup of cocoa in their hand and were finished for the night. Just then they heard the air raid system fill the air. They were marched down into the basement. There was a nice surprise awaiting Kay and Susan. There were real bunk beds, hundreds of them. Ah, said Kay, this is even better than having to drag ourselves back to the, our digs. They soon fell fast asleep, oblivious to the hammering that was going on over their heads. Kay was woken by a soldier the next morning. Now... I have seen the sleep of the dead. How you slept through, I will never know, said a soldier. A temporary canteen had been set up and was now serving breakfast. When they had eaten, there was an, some announcements. We got badly hit last night. There has been no structural damage to this building, but a lot of windows are shattered. You will be divided up to clean up and repair teams. Gift of the gab means full of talk. Kay and Susan managed to get working on the same clean up and repair team. 
It was the first time they were going to be working with male soldiers. Cleanup was no stranger to Kay. They headed up a floor at a time, two teams filing off on each floor. When the te their team arrived at ground level, it was their turn to peel off. The rest of the teams continued climbing on up the building. <clears throat> Kay was as white as a sheet as she looked out at the street. There were people everywhere, sitting on the ground, wrapped in blankets. Shouldn't we be helping out there, said Kay. No, soldier. We are on clean-up in this building. Other teams have been allocated that duty. Along with the glass, which had tape attached to the pieces to help stop the force of the shatter, the blackout blinds had been flung across the floor. Thank God, thought Kay. Nothing we cannot put right here. She got to work finding a heavy-duty cardboard box. Sweeping, she filled the box with shattered glass. Kay took a look at the blinds. The glass had cut slits in them. Sergeant, I was a fine detail finisher in one of my jobs. I can repair these if I have a sewing machine. Another soldier stepped forward saying, I worked in a fashion factory before the war. I can help. Great, said the sergeant. I'm sure some of the other girls have skills. We will have them ready and hung back up by nightfall. With efficient teamwork, the building was cleared of all debris and the windows were boarded up. They would have to wait for a glazier. No surprises in that. When we have some spare time, we must fit shutters to these windows, said an officer as he looked around at, to assess the damage. The telephone lines were down. Kay and Susan headed to the court building to see if they could be of use there. It was mostly under the control, so they went in search of a laundry building. Sure, there would be a uniform repair room. They were right. They explained the plan of repairing the blinds to an officer there. The staff in the laundry took over the organisation. They were very grateful for the extra skilled hands. When they got back to their... When Kay got back to her digs, Susan was already reading a letter. Without looking up, she said, You got mail. It's on your bed. Three letters were on her bed, one from her mother. She opened it first. Dear Kay, we miss you so much. Rachel, the rest of the next three lines were blacked out. I'm still working away at uh, more lines blacked out and cooking for the Christian brothers which is a great help, more lines blocked out. Just as well, I know my mother's working life. I can fill in most of the blanks, thought Kay. I wonder how Rachel is getting on. I don't even know if she is still in the hospital in Manchester. I'll write to her tonight at the hospital, thought Kay. 
Pat is looking after your clothes very well. It's as if now you're not here. She really misses you. You know, she felt she had never had to share me before. She couldn't help feeling overpowered when the two of you arrived in her space. We've had a good chat about it. She realises now how important it is to her to have sisters. Chrissy upstairs says she is praying every day and hopes she will be home on leave soon. Chrissy had a, had a heart of gold but was as deaf as a post. Mam was the only one who could enjoy a conversation with her. Mam's Aunt Nellie had been deaf and dumb. I'll, e I'll end now. So much love in this letter, your ma'am. Kiss, 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 kiss. Kay could see her mother in her mind's eye, as she did on the first evening when she arrived home. In the window one moment, and another moment, she had flung her arms around Kay. Kay relived the warmth of that big hug many times during the war. The next letter was from Carmen. She loved working in her dungarees. She seemed to be happy. She said it was a happy tired, not like more blacked out words. Can't wait to hear from you, Carmen. We will have to get a lot better at writing reading the black outlines in the letters, said Kay to Susan. <laughs> it's fun wondering what top secret information my mam is privy to, laughed Susan. Kay was keeping her third letter, for when she was on her own, she knew it was from the girls back home. Hours and hours of memorising. The next shift, they were going to go solo on the switchboard. They had been working the switchboard for two months now and loving it. This new strand to their work will add a lot more interest to the job, said Kay to Susan, before they left the room heading up to start their shift. We might not get anything for months, said Susan. It will be... Add a bit of excitement, waiting to see the special light light up, said Kay. Sitting in front of her own switchboard, Kay felt a sense of peace and joy, ready to put her heart into her work. It was busy as usual. Soon Kay forgot about the special light. She needed a break and was used Usual, she did not hang up on the end of the last call. She waved at Susan. Susan smiled but continued answering calls. On her return, Kay placed the headset on her head, just about to disconnect the call, when she heard a male voice say, I bet that Irish one is listening in. I have not been listening in, she said. Lots of laughter on the line as she disconnected the call totally, embarrassed at what she had just done. Wait till I tell the girls this one, she thought. Thinking of the girls back home reminded her she needed to reply to them and put a five-pound note for Anne and Tom. 
The last letter brought the news that they were getting married. Everyone was sharing their ration books to put a good spread for them. Sometimes joyous, something joyous for a change. She was sure Patty was making the dress. I'll put a five pound note in. Hopefully they will get it. Every letter has to remain unsealed and someone else has to read them before they're posted.